Yeah, I've been really into the orange crush. You prefer it over all other orange flavored sodas? At this point, I do. Like if you caught me a year, maybe two years ago, I would be an orange Gina guy. Orange Gina, however one would say it. In the fancy bottle. Yeah, it, it's got an element of class to it. You know, like you feel like you're out on a, a warm summer day. So like, what about like uh, cream soda? I've never been huge into the cream soda. So you're not a, like a crushed cream soda. You don't like crushed cream soda. Um, If I had to choose a cream soda, it would probably be Barks. Where do you get a Barks cream soda? This might be a, an Eastern Canada thing. Yeah, I don't think they're uh, widely available. Really? Yeah, I can't remember the last time I've seen a Barks cream soda available. Interesting. They do well. Okay. Have you ever had a birch beer? Have you heard of birch beer? Yeah, I've heard of it. I um, probably have, but... It it may just be a, an Eastern Canada thing as well, but it it's kind of like a cream soda, but tastes a little more bitter, like a, a mix of a cream soda and a root beer. Okay. Pretty good. What about root beer? Yeah, yeah, I enjoy my root beer too. I'd probably go with a... Uh, Barks again. You know, Barks has like been around forever, hey? How long do you know? Um, it's like one of those. Let me see. I might believe it or not. I might have something in my notes about it. <laughs> um, I didn't know they were American. They're I, uh, Barks has been around. I think longer than any other uh, root beer company. Wow. Yeah, or at least like into the 1800s. Anyway, I. I might have watched a video about it. I've got it here. The Eight, video? Uh, no, the year. Oh, okay. 1898. Yeah, there you go. 124 See. years of delicious flavor. Yeah, and like the story about the dude who, who made it, you know. Um, I think it was because it had something to do with the, like they could, maybe he couldn't consume cola or something. Okay. I'm trying to make some competitor. Interesting. Did yeah, he? His name is Bark. Some, something Bark. Is he the inventor of root beer? Do you know? Could be. I don't know. I don't remember. Not a root beer expert, but I will tell you. A and W is where it's at. For I root forgot beer. about the dub. It's and it's not necessarily you know it's in the aftertaste. Yeah, it's not. You get that rooty, earthy uh, flavor mm-hmm. in the aftertaste of an A and W. Barks is good. I, I like Barks. I hear you. Um, I like Hires. As well, right? The hires. Yeah. I forgot about oh, you this. Gotta know your fucking root beer. And see the hires. I think I, we've talked about this before, but I've never seen a hires. Hires is more of I think an American thing. They used to be around in Canada, but then, you know, then barks. But I think you know it was at the acquisition. I think of when Coca Cola or whoever, maybe it was PepsiCo, bought um, barks. Coca-Cola. You, you started to see hires go away, but you still see NW. Yeah, they they've got a good hold on the market, and I think the root beer is caffeine free. I don't know if all of them are. I don't. I'm not looking for uh, a source of caffeine from root beer, so I don't, I wouldn't care if it was caffeinated or not. I don't know about you, but I can drink some root beer. Like, don't even get me started. <laughs> I drank a two liter of root beer yesterday. <laughs> yeah, what brand? A&W, are you kidding me? Fair enough. You can get three <laughs> two liters yeah. of any soda at Walmart for $5. No. 
It's crazy. That's danger territory. So I saw they had the uh, Diet A&W. Yeah. And I was all fucking over it. Yeah. yeah. Is there a best diet soda? Um, I, I've been struggling. Like, are you talking about it. cola or are you talking about like, what are you talking about? Yeah, that's fair. Maybe let's <coughs> stick, uh, let's stick sugar free. Are you just saying sugar free? Oh, okay. Cola. Yeah. It's, uh, it's gotta be Coke zero, but mm, Coke zero is nice. It's not the Coke zero you get in the can or in the fucking two liter. It's the fountain. Uh, Coke zero from the fountain is fucking amazing. That's the jam. Yeah. Everything else. Like I find like the cans, they go flat really fast. The bottle, uh, the bottle's good, but it's just, there's something about coming out of the fountain. It just makes it better. Yeah. I was having a, uh, I think it's Pepsi Max. Yeah, Pepsi Max is okay. They put ginseng in it. Yeah, okay. Which is kind of weird, but I like it. It's not too no, aspartame-y. It, no, it's, it's definitely, I mean, you're, I mean, not that there's a whole lot of uh, choices for cola. It's true. Um, I mean... Unless you're bringing in like no name brands of cola, which are just not worth your money, I'd be interested to try the President's Choice brand of cola. No, it's not good. No, no, I've never had a no name brand of pop that was comparable. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, they're all subpar, like in carbonation and flavor. It's 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 ridiculous. Unless you're like downing a can of uh, no name brand soda, you, it's going to be flat before you finish it. Hmm. Yeah, the there's nothing worse the than flat. Fuck, I'm not it's just the, the amount of CO2. Hmm. Ah, they're skimping out. Exactly, it's cost money. Speaking of uh, fast foods, I ordered uh, McDonald's last night. You live like 500 meters from a McDonald's. Yeah, but I, I'd had the walk, and that's a kilometer there. Okay, and back. so you better have made a good order. Let's hear it. Um, I just went back to the oh, original because last go. time I deviated from the McDouble and went with the uh, the double cheeseburger. And oh, was well, that was thoroughly disappointed. Yeah, of course. That shit. They put mustard on it and the mustard was like dry. Yeah. It, I don't know what was going on, but it wasn't good. Okay. Um, so I went back to two McDoubles. Okay. And two junior chickens at uh-huh. cheese. That's, yeah. That's what that's I've been working recently. So where do they put the cheese? Do they put the cheese in between on the same side as the mayo and lettuce? Yeah. Yeah, it's mayo side. Yeah, that's weird. And then what I've been liking to do recently is put it in the microwave for like 15 seconds after it gets here. And the cheese melts Uh in this weird ass way and the bread kind of like stiffens up. Uh huh. It's been my jam recently. No fries? No fries. See what you're missing here? If you wanted to really make this like uh, a feast, yeah, is you needed some fries, and here's the ki- the kicker: side of gravy. They have gravy, dude. They have poutine, man. A few. I'm weeks not ago. saying ordering a poutine because of the whole thing about taking it out and soggy, and you know, if you're eating it there, okay, maybe. Honestly, they don't salt the fries enough on the poutine. Oh, I'm, I've only had the McDonald's poutine like once. And it was just okay. Yeah. But for 69 cents, you can get a cup of gravy. That's a game changer. There's more than enough gravy to satisfy every French fry, whether you order a medium or a large, uh-huh. which you could then proceed to use your McDouble and dip it into the gravy. Oh, God damn. It's so good. Might do well on a junior chicken too. Yeah, I'm, Just I don't balling. know if I've dipped uh, a junior chicken or not. I'd try it. 
But going back to my uh, order, yeah, that that was it. That oh, was my so order. this is your now your experience. Yeah. Right? So you've microwaved it for fifteen seconds. No, I, we're gonna go back a little bit, actually. Okay. Uh, it has to do with what I think may be tipping. Um, oh well. So just to. By the way, uh, gasoline is a dollar fifty a liter. Um, I threw in a three dollar tip this time. A three dollar tip on a sixteen dollar order. Yeah, no, that was the suggestion from my uh, the company of choice. Yeah, that, that was that's, using. That's here's the bare minimum that you should tip is uh-huh. what that message is basically saying. It, it was in the middle. It no, was no, one above below. No, they try. They're trying to make you feel like you're in the middle. Well, but you have to actually choose an action to go lower. Trust me, I know how these user uh, interfaces are built. Well, my delivery guy shows up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No thermal bag. Okay. No thermal bag, and I don't know. This is probably at like nine thirty, ten at night. Wasn't okay. particularly cold. Okay. But the food was cold. And microwave everything was fine this morning uh-huh. i got pretty stoned when i woke up and um i go over to the bag that has now been emptied of food yeah and I, i've been up for a bit kind of just doing my own thing uh-huh. get out of the shower and i look in the bottom of the bag and there's a q-tip and yeah. i can't particularly remember putting that q-tip <laughs> in the bag but I had just gotten out of the shower, so and it's entirely possible up. that I was just walking around looking at shit and threw the Q-tip in the bag because, you know, it's garbage. It's I don't think so. It's also possible that that I just had the worst food experience of my life. I, uh, I think you did, and I think you deserved it. I'm never ordering food again from that's that company. Exactly, that's exactly the response you should have because you shouldn't be ordering food from any company when you're that cheap. And I'm reasoning through it all. I'm like, how would the Q-tip get below I'm telling the you, burgers? there is a secret fucking, um, there's a secret fucking rating system in the background of those apps about you. Well, I almost gave feedback last night. Yeah. And cause one of the options was no thermal bag. And I figured, uh, I figured, you know, just leave it. It's not worth it. This guy needs the job more than you need to review something. And you know what? You always fascinate me with your fucking (laughs) hippie ass fucking Luffy logic. And like, do you ever think that maybe this guy sees an order come in? Because they basically are, they're not bidding on uh, these deliveries, right? But there's a pool of deliveries available based on uh, where you're geographically located as a driver. He saw this dumbass uh, order where the dude lives 500 meters from the McDonald's, and the motherfucker is only tipping three bucks. So what does he do? He's like, "Well, how can I make this order as convenient as possible for me?" And I'm not going to use the fucking bag. I'm going to go to that fucking, I'm right here at this fucking, the, it's, I can spit at his place from here. <laughs> so I'm just going to take it. I'm just going to get rid of it. And he's just going to have to fucking deal with it. And yeah, maybe I threw a Q-tip in there as well, bitch. The thing for me is that how, how did it get to the very bottom of the bag? Like it was on top of the napkins, but below the burgers. Think about how you, how you, how a straw goes into a bag. It always ends up at the bottom. 
Maybe. I feel like there was a pretty good bed of burgers. So you're saying that McDonald's is the culprit? Either me or McDonald's. Was the package sealed when it, was, it arrived? But only with the uh, the three pieces of right. adhesive. You still could have fit a Q-tip in there. Definitely. Definitely could have. You could have fit a Q-tip in there and you could have shook up the bag a little bit and because there's no fries in there. You know, maybe when I pulled out the burger, it just kind of like trickled down. I think when the guy saw the tip, he was sitting in his car cleaning his ears and said, <laughs> uh, I'm going to give this guy a tip, literally a Q-tip. Uh, well, I don't know. I feel like I should be more disturbed. Not only should you be more disturbed, you should be thinking about how you can be a better customer. I've just been thinking about cooking more. Oh, yeah, that's good, too, because, I mean, the other option is, you know, if you're not willing to uh, tip properly, uh, you probably should just be cooking at home anyway. guess so. Yeah. If, if that if, person if, was if, trying to... If $2 to... more of a tip is that big of a factor, yeah, you should definitely be cooking at home. Just the principle. It's not the principle. I'm telling you, man, these people are making $0. And you make it even worse by living in a fucking condo building. I come down to meet them. Yeah, but there's still this the time. They're time, dude. It's all about fucking time. Well, how long does it take for, for the time that they alert you to the time you get down there? Probably about a minute. I would say it's probably closer to two minutes. Maybe. Yeah. I asked two them minutes to call an arrival. Two minutes more on a delivery is a lot. If he was trying to get me, he got me. Good. If I got myself, I still kind of got God. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe you'll think twice next time you order takeout. Yeah. Made a, uh, speaking of food, like a, I don't want to call it a curry because it's, it's not. Yeah, it's like when you say aioli and it's not. <laughs> it's Everything's a fuck. Every sauce this dude makes is a fucking aioli. Goddamn right. Uh, don't even know even what the, aioli Even means. the gravy, fool. Exactly. Um, <laughs> it was a chickpea dish with some like garlic and onions. And I was starting with like, I was going to do chana masala, but then I mixed in some beef stock and tomato. Okay. It turned out to be like a chickpea stew with Indian spices. It was real good. Hmm. Did you uh, use dry chickpeas and like hydrate them? Canned. Okay. I fuck with canned. I don't have an issue with it. Yeah, I just, you know, you're so into the whole process of everything. I I'm surprised out. that you just, you know, if you saw how much the price difference was, not that chickpeas are expensive, <laughs> but you get a lot of chickpeas for, uh, you know, a dollar. It's true. I always just end up making too many. They go to waste. A can of chickpeas I can totally eat in a couple of days. So how, how about this war? Yeah. Or what are we calling it as a war? It's more of an invasion. I guess so at this point. Yeah. It's crazy stuff, man. It's like the first, first thing like this I've seen in my lifetime in terms of invasion of a nah, sovereign territory on, on a scale like this. Well, we won't get too, too into it, but no. yeah, just think about, think about this for a second. You look at what the world's response has been thus far and probably will be 
you know, is it's it's the equivalent of when people, you know, you hear people say, oh, it's the least I could do. Right. This is what the world's response has been to date. It's less than the least they could do. Agreed. Right? So you think about this one situation, fine. Um, it's, you know, it's probably not going to end well for Ukraine. Doesn't look like it. Um, but the broader implications are what kind of message are you sending to the rest of the world? Like, for instance, China, mm-hmm. when it comes to Taiwan or when it comes to the South China Sea, you got to b- believe that China's watching this, you know, and eating fucking popcorn. Yeah. You know, just waiting because they know that, you know, if Putin gets away with this, that then, and the US doesn't do anything, then we could do whatever we want and get away with it. And when it comes down to like economic sanctions, mm-hmm. China's a much bigger economy than the US. Definitely. Russia's a comparable economy, was a comparable economy to the US. Um, China don't give a fuck. No. 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 And then you think I would about, assume this is looked at as a, a good thing for them. Yeah, well, it's definitely a good thing for them. Like I said, it's giving them a green light to do the shit that they want to do. Yeah. Um, but then you even think about like North Korea. Right. You really think the U.S. is going to have a military response to North Korea? Not after seeing what's going on now. No, no I'm like, just saying, but like, this... I mean, like, what what are they going to do? They're not, if they're not willing to put boots on the ground in the Ukraine, mm-hmm. they're certainly not going to do it in North Korea. Right. You know what I mean? Um. So then you start to think like this shit snowballs by them not doing anything now. It's just going to make things worse in the future. And if you think about like, well, let's use Afghanistan as a fucking example. Mm -hmm. They spent 20 fucking years in Afghanistan. Okay. For, I'm not even sure what the reason was that they were there. It was because of the nine 11 terror attacks, but they went there uh, after Al-Qaeda and ended up fighting the Taliban for 20 years. Right. In that time, they spent, let's just say, a decade at least trying to uh, develop an Afghan military. Right. And within two weeks, the Taliban had completely taken back everything. Afghanistan. Right from a fully armed militarized functional army trained that just looked put their shit down and walked away and then the taliban just picked up all those weapons and said oh right these are ours now like so if the u.s couldn't fucking couldn't finish off the taliban Mm -hmm. when they had like literally carte blanche to do it what makes you think they would even have a fucking chance in hell at going up against Russia or China right now? They wouldn't. I think just because of history, I'm inclined to think that they do well. That's what I the mean, thing is. Everybody thinks based on World War II right. that, yeah, the U.S. Is, a, is, a, is still this massive giant superpower. But in reality, like China and Russia, or China is way bigger yeah. and way more powerful. It's a lot of money. 
then like and we're talking about the taliban right? right so you think about what the shit in ukraine these ukrainian citizens are putting up more of a fight than the afghan army did against the fucking taliban tough motherfuckers these are some real fucking heroes mm-hmm. like there's this one dude that i saw um being interviewed on cnn and he's he's a refugee analyst for a news agency he's yeah, a fucking yeah. academic this dude called uh in and was talking to the dude on cnn telling him how he's taking his family to safety and him and his buddy are driving back in to kiev what the fuck these are white collar dudes Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like so like this shit went down in fucking syria right or is still going on in syria with isis Mm -hmm. all these people from around the world decided this is a call to arms and they all fucking you know left their jobs and got radicalized and went to fight for isis where are all of the you know ukrainian americans ukrainian canadians etc and why aren't they seeing this as a call to arms and you know making their way back to fight for ukraine i think it's a different situation i don't think so i think you know what honestly i think that if i was in better shape i would be trying to find a way to get into fucking the ukraine right now just for the opportunity to fight give me a fucking ak and some fucking a helmet and a flak jacket it's like a fucking video game (laughs) i i think the i'm not joking i would totally go and i'm not ukrainian yeah i don't think it's the same as the isis situation it's not it's just it's not exactly the same it's completely different but i'm saying there are some similarities Uh, you see a lot of these so 100 uh or whatever 120,000 people made it out there's a lot of fucking men i and when i and i see the the video and shit a lot of people i mean it's a small percentage of the entire population of the country yeah but you know unless you're sick uh or you know uh your motor skills are fucked up and you know you just wouldn't make a good soldier anyway then i don't see a reason why you don't stay behind i don't know man i the president of the fucking country this dude used okay i don't think i don't i've only heard this mentioned once and i'm obviously i've known this for a while but i only heard this mentioned once in all of the news that i've watched in the last while this guy used to play the president on a comedy show in television in the ukraine and then became the president it's pretty crazy and yet he's staying in the country with his he's fucking doing selfies and he's taking videos like come and get me fuckers yeah exactly yeah i'm telling you man these people they're different they're built different i mean it's years and years and years war too no throughout history no 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 you're talking about that through history all those people are old or dead true but do you think this is a completely new generation no generationally it's it's patriotism yeah they have a a, an uh the right level of patriotism everybody you know 
if you ask them is going to say, you know, if they were in a similar situation, yeah, they're going to fight for their country. But when it really comes down yeah, to it, are they going to? Who knows? These man. motherfuckers are. Everyone's showing up. I like, saw this lady that works in parliament. She had an AK-74 SU. Yeah. Uh, she was ready to go. Man. I'm like, that's fucking cool. I saw a video today of a, was a soldier in Kiev and he had a gun and a crate of Molotov cocktails. And the reporter's like, did you make these? He's like, no, the people in this building brought me down a crate of Molotov exactly. cocktails ready to go fuck some shit up. Where are you going to find uh, a general population of any country that's going to respond that way to something they're they're 100% going to lose? It may take time. Yeah, they but don't all have they're, the... But all they're going to be able to do is slow shit down. Yeah. But they're still going to do it. I don't know, man. I think I completely speculation, but does that stem from like Crimea in 2014 and no. just the idea they of... Didn't, there's zero, there was zero response from the Ukrainians when it came to Crimea. They didn't try to take it back. They didn't politically try to take it back. They just said, we just want to be remain peaceful. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. I like to think that Honestly, I don't know what I'd do. I might be the first fucker out of here. It's very possible. Oh, man, I don't think so. I think if it was like, if the U.S. had surrounded Canada, I mean, I mean surrounded, I mean, you know, they're coming in th from Alaska yeah. and they're coming in from south of the 49th parallel. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I'd, I'd be down. Yeah. Like, I mean, what's the alternative, right? Get on a boat to no. Africa. That's not an alternative. And then living under their rule is not an alternative. No. So why not fucking go out with a bang? Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. And with your, your fellow people. And I mean, it's easy for me to say that. I don't have any children or anything, right? Neither do I. No, I'm just saying like well, most people do. So it might True. be a, a, a tougher decision. But in the end, do you want your kids to grow up and live in that shit or you know what i mean either way in in africa as you said yeah. i'm just thinking you got to hit the atlantic and and sail as far as you why, can why why to africa though uh i guess you could do europe too yeah you could do anywhere right anywhere i wouldn't want to go via the pacific like over to asia would take a long ass time yeah but what if you lived on that side of the world like you don't necessarily have an option that's that's fair Getting across the country might and, be a bit of a and bitch. Everyone, not everyone can go to Hawaii. True. But yeah, man, just to see the resolve, like you, you've been saying, of, of these citizens, like they are showing up when the shit's going down. It's, it's That's amazing. That's the real to see. story. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it is inspiring. The other thing that, that has blown me away is how many people, I wish I would have, uh, recorded or took like a, a gif or something of every time in the last week that i've heard an analyst or someone on the news say i'm surprised it went this far you hear it a lot i've i i heard farid zakaria say it yesterday really and i he's one of my more respected dudes when it comes to geopolitics yeah and news um but i was like like and he just kept saying it and i was just like you're out of touch now, bro. Like, I used to look up to you, but the fact that you couldn't see this blows me away. 
is he out of touch or yeah. is he playing it down for American interest? That's not how Fareed rolls. I don't think it is either. So then I, I'm going to have to say that's really how he, how he sees it. It's odd. It's odd that, um, like as I said to you before, the Putin surrounded the country with 150,000 soldiers yeah. and equipment for this is they've been since like Weeks Christmas. Now. Yeah. Yeah. Or if not, bef- if not before that, um, how, like how much does that cost a day to feed, you know, an army? Yeah, literally. Yeah. That is a, that's a huge fucking army. 150,000. To shit plus all the vehicles plus the fuel plus the food you know maintaining their equipment all of that shit like they were did you see this bridge that they were building no they they put up and took down this giant pontoon bridge that they could sneak into uh the ukraine through belarus i was just going to bring up belarus yeah so they're one day that they, they it was up mm-hmm. like this before they invaded um and the news agencies had satellite images of the pontoon bridge and then the next day they had taken it down and then now it's back up and they're and now they're using it so they already showed their hand no no it's just like it's just that massive of an operation Mm. that you know taking down and putting up this fucking pontoon bridge in less than 24 hours it's just not a big deal it's a it's big fuck yeah it's crazy. It is crazy. So it's a huge investment for Russia, and it's an expensive uh, operation for them to just sit at the border. And they're going to be financially ruined after this. Well, whatever that remains to be seen. I guess so. But did you hear how uh, Ontario has ordered um, all Russian? liquor off of their shelves yes i think this is going becoming popular across across the country it's you know what it seemed it seemed interesting you know uh at first but then i read into a little bit do you understand how much uh in dollar value uh that canada imports of russian booze yearly yeah gas million dollars are you dumb? I have no f- point of reference. You have no point of reference. No. You don't know anything about Russian vodka and how much Russian vodka there might be in the country. I'd assume the majority of vodka is Russian. Okay, well, that's a mistake. <laughs> but it's only $6 million worth. Wow. It's nothing. It's absolutely nothing. Yeah. That's crazy. You would think, I would have thought it would have been in the tens of millions. But $6 million worth of booze is nothing. Not in the grand scheme, no. Not when you're talking about uh, 35 million people. No. No. Anyway. It seems to be the the thing that people are doing now, but I get it. It's just how much of an impact is it going to make? Not not much, apparently. I was telling you about these hot dogs that I made last night. Yeah. Um. I decided like that if I was to start a uh, a food truck that served hot dogs, it's mm-hmm. a good idea. The name of it would be Fuck Frank. Pretty good. Yeah, because around Fuck here Frank. there's uh, 
the biggest hot dog vendor is called Fat Frank's. Yeah, I'm just going to call mine Fuck Frank. I feel like it would hit, especially with the youth. Definitely, especially if I was making them the way I was describing to you. Like, these are some gourmet motherfucking... Definitely some gourmet. Yeah. Have you ever made sausage? Yeah. What are your thoughts on, uh, like, actual pig casing? Because it kind of grosses me out. I eat Why? Them. Just the idea of it. That's just how it's done. You can get True. non-pig casing, but why? Yeah. And what does it really matter? I do enjoy the idea of doing it traditionally. Okay, and then get over it. What did I have the other day? It's like a sausage sandwich on a baguette. Now, there's some casings, though, that you're supposed to take off even after they're cooked. Interesting. Yeah. Which ones? Like a traditional chorizo. Huh. Yeah. If you ever have a tre- real good chorizo and you're like, oh, this casing is a fucking, is a chewy mess. Yeah. It's because you're supposed to take it off. Yeah. Yeah. But that's not the case in all sausages. Usually if I'm cooking with sausage and like not eating it hot dog style, I'll just take it out of the casing. So use the meat. Okay. It's the way to go. Hmm. So, uh. <clears throat> we've talked about <laughs> we've talked about I don't know if we've talked about exactly how much weed that uh, I might be consuming <laughs> but might be ballparking it I think uh, I found somebody who's the, I'm the only person that I've ever heard of that has got me beat and I'm sure there's lots of people you know when it really comes down to it yeah but uh, this is like uh, a conversation between um Snoop and Chief Keef. Chief Keef. Yeah, now listen to this shit. Hi. How many blunts do you smoke in a day? Uh, I smoke. I smoke two ounces. I smoke ounces, like two ounces a day. But if you had to put it in a ratio of blunts, like see how I brought four blunts out here and I've we smoked okay. one. And I'm smoking another. That's two. So look. Okay, look. Okay, look. Okay, look. Look. Okay, look. Look. An ounce of me and blunts uh-huh. is like a whole pack of wood. So that's five blunts. You smoke a whole fucking ounce with five blunts. If I had my assistant here, he's supposed to came here. If I had him, I had be able to he show you right now. Slow down, ounce. brother. You could get ten out of that man. But I had two ounces. I love it. <laughs> Do you believe it? Well. Yeah, why not i mean the other thing you've got to understand is like mo- not all of these blunts are being smoked solo true you know and also i wonder about rolling technique no he just said he's got an assistant that does all the rolling for him <laughs> i missed that part yeah that's a shit ton of weed man like you you gotta hope that he's doing that with buddies um, it's gotta be i don't know the other thing is is like when you're smoking a blunt, you know, it could just be lit in your hand as well for an extended period of time. True, if that's your style. Anyway, I just thought that was funny. Two ounces a day. and then Two ounces a day. Snoop asks him, you know, like, you know, you could get way more out of that. He's like, but I got two ounces. <laughs> and then I got this other one thing of Snoop yeah. where uh, he's, he's being interviewed and he tells a story about um, smoking in the White House. Whoa. Like the one place you always wanted to smoke and you got a chance. You'll never think you'll smoke there and you got a chance to smoke. The White House. 
Where? <laughs> the White House. No, but like, which room? Over? The bathroom. Nah, Snoop. Come on, Heather B. You know we slick with it. What? Wait. Paint the picture for me and everybody Look else. Here. I'm going to share this with you because you family. All right. So we at the White House, you understand me, for this uh, celebration or whatnot for Herbie Hancock. Mm-hmm. So we had a little dinner. <laughs> and um, I'm like, where the bathroom at? Then like, it's over there. So I'm like, all right, cool. So I slide over in the bathroom. I look around, check the surroundings, make sure ain't no CIA around. <laughs> Light up some tissue just to see if anything going to happen. Tissue works. Boom. Next thing I do is pull that thing on my sock. <laughs> Snoop Dogg, is that you smoking in the bathroom? Man, could you imagine? Could you imagine if uh, Obama was like, stop bogarting. <laughs> Come on now, Snoop. You're bogarting. <laughs> Snoop is also smoking at the Super Bowl, which I thought yeah. was like. I think that people made a way too big of a deal out of that. Did people like, get upset? Yeah, people kept it like, it "Oh, gotcha, got you, we caught you smoking." And I'm like, "You obviously don't know anything about Snoop Dogg. This man smokes before he takes a piss." Yeah. Have you seen his YouTube channel? People. I don't know, man. I just thought that's fucking hilarious. That's that's fantastic. Um. Yeah. Let's see what else we got here. Oh, so uh, I also have, just I guess to keep it in the same vein. Yeah, I have this. uh, I found this Rage Against the Machine live set. Okay, where uh, they do an interview in the mid. Like it's obviously edited, right? Yeah, they did the interview before the show, Mm -hmm. but in the middle of the show, they break to this interview with Tom Morello, Mm -hmm. and this is from 1993. And you just got to listen to like, this is why Rage was so cool even back then. Mm -hmm. And they're still so cool today is because of how they see the world. Right. You know? And, you know, well, I was a young, impressionable teenager when this shit came out. And I can honestly say it definitely had an impact on the way I think about the world. Definitely. Anyway, here, let's play this. pack of beer you really feel, feel that there's no change no change has come since bill clinton is there no i mean he can't even do something simple like like uh, acknowledge the fact that there are gays in the military you know, let alone any kind of um substantive change to improve the the lives of the underclass you know he has no interest in that why should he, he they, they aren't the ones that put him in office it was dow jones and exxon so he's the one that he they're the ones that he owes the favors to how do you feel you represent uh, when you say things like this? Like the American uh, sort of uh, alternative students, or I, <laughs> I, never, I don't know. I don't. I don't think we necessarily represent the American alternative students. All, all we try to do is just, you know, represent our, our own ideas well, and in the music and in the words, tell the truth. That's basically it. There's no like, you know, when, if if people are drawn to that, fine. But there's... by doing that, you represent everybody. See, by doing that, we represent everybody. He's also the band Sage and Soothsayer. Is the Soothsayer in like a sailor hat? No, he's wearing a hat. It's like a biker hat. Yeah. They are such such a good band. And it's nice to see that they're still touring, man. Like I I really hope they decide to re-up their dates here. When they dropped the uh the tickets for that show here, I was like, four hundred dollars a pop. This shit's crazy. But then I saw Well, I still wouldn't pay that. 
It was with Run the Jewels. It doesn't matter. Uh, you, you have to know the. If, if you know, you know. Okay, you know. If you know, you know how to get cheap tickets around here. And if you don't know, well, then you're just a dummy. How do you do it? Day of. Uh, you're in the day you of thought, camp too. Hey? No, no, no. I never. I never was. I never was a day of. I was always. I want to get the best seats. Yeah, you. Blah 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 blah. Yep. On the you know the second that they come available, but. The last time that Tool was here, you could get a ticket to go see Tool for ten or eleven dollars day up. Yeah, my buddy got in doing yeah, that because yeah, because we found that deal, that day of deal. Right. Yeah. 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 Right. And ever since then, I'm like, okay, do I really need to be in the best seats possible, or can I deal with day of? I, for most bands, there's only one or two bands I would ever you know fight for tickets for anymore. And uh, otherwise, I would just buy day up. Yeah. So that's what my plan was for Rage. That's what my plan was for Tool. Yeah. 400 a pop is a lot for a ticket, man. Yeah. You should be getting like a, you know, sort of a meet and greet experience almost for that price. Definitely. Did you hear about uh, Tool releasing the special edition 5LP, every LP signed? by the band of uh fear inoculum um i forget what the pricing was but it was something like 800 dollars. that's a pretty good price everybody was upset people fucking raged that that was too much and so they lowered the price what i know is the vinyl quality now the thing is is you're not gonna you, use it right no it's like uh it's like artwork on one side yeah. and the music on the other and yeah, if you're if you're buying those to listen to, or if if you're even buying it to open, you know, open the package, uh, you're probably not the right person anyway. Bad call. Yeah, I mean, it's well known that when Tool has ever released anything, it's like that. It's always super limited. Mm -hmm. Like the fact that not the fact that they lowered the price is one thing. You know what? You and me still couldn't buy it because you have to be. Um, a member of the Tool Army, mm -hmm. and you have to have paid for the VIP tickets that only Tool Army Army people can get in your city. That's how you had. That was the eligibility exclusive. for buying. Yeah, so super exclusive. I don't really have a need for that. I mean, a need for what? Signed oh, memorabilia. I would, I would buy it just as uh, just for the flip value. Like it's nah, going to be. Smart. It's never going to be worth less than what you paid for it ever. Very true. That's the only reason I would buy it. And that's why I bought the hard copy of the Fear Inoculum album with the little screen in it to begin with. Yeah. Is I I'm not I opened one and I didn't open the other one. I have two unop unopened copies here. Yeah, those are those are holding their value and then some. That was a good call, man. Of course it was. If I would have known there were four variants of the packaging, I would have tried to get all four, but that wasn't something people figured out until after the, their copies arrived yeah interesting i didn't know that mm, now you do lots of duh have you heard of curtis reeves do you hear um, about this case tell me um so curtis reeves this is a, a cnn article he's a retired police captain and in 2014 uh he's in a movie theater he was 71 at the time and he started going off at um, Chad Olson, 
who's there watching the film with his wife because uh, he was texting. What film? Uh, they, they didn't say. Okay. This is eight years ago in a movie theater. Um, Curtis Reeves starts yelling at Chad Olson for texting during the film. Things escalate. Chad Olson throws a bag of popcorn at the 71-year-old man. Where was this? This is in Florida. Okay. You got shot. And yeah, he pulled out a gun and shot him. Well, you're in fucking Florida, you retard. God, man. Like 71 years old. Know where you are. No, you know what? If you're going to try and fuck with people, <sighs> especially in Florida or in Texas, expect for somebody to pull a fucking gun out. You got to be completely dumb. Yeah, Florida has the standard ground law. Duh. And at 71. So anyway, he was acquitted today. Yeah. And well, the, uh, the dude that killed Trayvon Martin got fucking acquitted. Right. Yeah. Crazy using, shit. Man. That's how they established the standard ground law. If 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 you couldn't uh, if you couldn't get that guy guilty, this dude in the movie theater ain't got a chance. <laughs> I guess not. Is what a response. The kid got shot in the back while he was eating a bag of Skittles, and this and guy got, got away got with it. Yeah, that's that's very true crazy shit man yeah i'm not going to florida so uh you've i'm sure you've heard about kanye and i don't know if he got banned from twitter or something but nope. he's been saying a lot of crazy shit like what i don't know the specifics because i haven't looked at it but i know that it's going on okay um it has to do with kim obviously yeah. and uh pete davidson right right, right. right. so I think that okay. Let's. I think that you know, like Donda, the album. I think that it's not. It's not really about Donda. Okay. I think it's about Kim. And if you want to know what the real Donda album is, it's Eight Oh Eights and Heartbreaks. Because that's the album that Kanye put out right after his mom died. Mm -hmm. It's super somber, sad, emotional. That is the original Donda album. This Donda and Donda 2, these are covers for the real name of the album, which is Kim. I'm 100% positive. Think he flipped it? No, I think if you listen to the lyrics, it's 100%. All of it. It's all of it's about Kim. Interesting. And well, in his internal struggles with dealing with, you know, the loss of this relationship. Yeah. Anyway, on the 22nd of February, 2222, mm -hmm. um, he did this impromptu he called it the donda experience where it was supposed to be like a donda 2 listening party for this new donda 2 album okay which you can only um purchase through this thing called stem player and it's like two hundred dollars um this stem player thing is like a, a little sort of ovular thing that you hold in your hand and it uh, from what I saw in the demonstration, it allows you to um, separate the tracks in the song. So like the beat from the lyrics, the lyric from the beats, yeah. all, all of this shit on the fly in your hand while you're listening to it. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And it does a whole bunch of other cool shit like, um, like where you can um, set loops. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that's the only way that Kanye wanted to release his album was so people could do that with it. That's 
Cool. So a lot of people were super upset that, oh my God, you got to pay $200 to get Kanye's new album. Mm-hmm. Well, not really. It's a fucking experience. It's an experience. Yeah. You and if pick. I had $200 lying around, yeah. I probably would have ordered it. It Fair looks enough. that cool. And you can do it with a whole bunch of different t- music, not just Donda. It's not just Donda specific. Donda. No, it's just, I think Kanye found out about this device and decided he wanted to integrate it into Donda 2. Sounds like a sampler's dream. It Yeah, it kind of is. I mean, obviously, it's battery powered and it's limited to it's limited based on the technology they could fit in the palm of your hand right for two hundred dollars yeah um so when you look at it that way it's definitely worth two hundred dollars to find some other piece of equipment that does something similar you're probably going to pay more (laughs) anyway so he's still got this arena in chicago rented out (laughs) i guess and he has created i i wish that we were doing this through video sometimes yeah um but he created this incredible fucking stage set that almost completely took up the entire floor of the um stadium and uh was like a a pool with like three inches of water in it the entire thing and in the middle of it was like this this wooden old house that you know could go on fire and had smoke and it's all super dark outside and there's all kinds of shit going on around it Mm -hmm. and there's hundreds of extras like people that are in costume and it's this massive crazy performance you should look it up it had a lot of problems which you would expect based on scale yeah but I, i i I think what people are like a lot of people are just talking about the issues there's sound issues there was a really shitty performance at at the towards the end not by kanye yeah um but i think people were are focusing on those problems when if it was really just like i even said the donda experience right it was like the title of the stream um it was incredible man like he must have spent millions and millions of dollars how much money is he spending he's worth a ton of fucking money dude he's one of the richest dudes in the world how rich are we talking do you billions fuck yeah easy easy's his clothing line is that if 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 he didn't have all of his fashion shit he'd be broke yeah yeah he spent his music money 10 times ago interesting but he's yeah he's just he's He's got a money printer in the fashion industry. I suppose he does. Who doesn't want his gear? Exactly. Yeah. Anyway, it's just so cool to see some dude that is that, he's just that creative that he's got this fucking stadium. He's got, he flew in all of these people, people that I don't even know, you Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like in, in the game. Um, but he had like Marilyn Manson was there. Future was there. Migos was there. Um, Pusha T did a performance with him of Diet Coke in the water. Hell yeah. It, you know, everybody was there. Everybody was there. And uh, yeah, it had some fucking technical glitches and sound issues throughout, but I don't know. I thought it was fucking incredible. Is it readily available? Oh yeah, it's on YouTube, on his, on his channel. How long was it, roughly? Um, well, see, the, that's the interesting thing. So the stream was live for almost two and a half hours before the show went live. 
So you just fast forward right yeah. through that. And then I think the show was about an hour and a half. That was what they did with that uh, Amazon set. Well, you can't expect Kanye to be on time. I guess not. <laughs> he wrote the fucking, he has an album called Late Registration. That is true. Yeah. I'm going to be late. Uh, this might sound funny, but what was Kanye wearing? Because last He was in this like, he, it was like in a waterproof suit, but it was all like this futuristic black. Interesting. Almost, I don't want to say military, but it would, it might be like uh gangsta chic Ooh. or something like that. Nice. Anyway, I was thinking about uh, Yeza, or Genius. Yeah. Right? Um, you know what? I'm just going to pull it up. So if you haven't seen uh, the Kanye documentary on Netflix, mm-hmm. um, you really should. It's fucking awesome. Did you watch any of any more of it? It's not out yet. I thought there was the only one episode. episode dropped yesterday. No, 20, uh, a few days ago. Oh, no. I'm going to wait for the, the other one to come out because... I just, when I, at the end of the first one, I was just like, ah, oh, I just want to watch more. Right. Yeah. So the I'm just going to wait. Man. But, um, I was listening to, uh, graduation. Yeah. And such a good album. Yeah. Um, but in particular, one song that makes a whole fucking lot more sense, uh, good life. Yeah. Okay. So here, um, the, the line is, I'm again on MTV, Mama. Mama. Yeah, exactly. Now think about it. Now after watching that episode, D- yeah. Let's play a little bit. Like we always do with this time. anyway yeah it's just like you that those interactions with his mom yeah and i'm sure we're gonna get to see more of that before her passing like in the documentary um because we're we'll get to, we're gonna get to see her passing as well yeah which will probably uh just add credence to my theory about 808s and heartbreaks being the original donda album it's an interesting idea I think if you listen to it and think about it, you're going to know that I'm right. Uh, honestly, you've I never listened to it. I know. I haven't listened to 808s. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Or Donda. Yeah, well, 808s is fucking great. 808s, I mean, it's hard to compare Donda to any of other of Kanye's albums because it's just so fucking experimental. Ble- bleeding edge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, 808s is up there with all the good Kanye albums in my books. Uh, Dark Twisted Fantasy came onto my streaming service the other day, and uh-huh. another album I haven't given it much time. Really? Yeah, man. That's I'm, one of the I'm best lacking Kanye on my albums. Kanye knowledge. Apparently, he put out an entire uh, film to that album. He's talking about some raw fucking shit. Yeah, but I mean, like, he created a single video for all the songs on that album. That's super cool. Yeah, like super high production value. Yeah, yeah, you should check it out. Should give the album a bit more time too. Yeah. I was going back to uh Talib Kweli album Rare Sides and or Rare Releases and Beautiful B-Sides. And on the uh the original album they didn't list 
features and there's a Kanye uh, verse in there. I'll, I'll find it for next time, but some classic stuff from the early 2000s. Cool. Yeah. Um, we were, I don't think we were talking about it on the podcast, but we were talking about that hard. You were talking about 21 Savage. Yeah. You want to hear some? Sure. Hit, hit me. I, this I is going to be, uh, well, whatever. This is the first one. I'm going to play this, this one first. I, it's called a lot. It's with J Cole. Turn my headphone down a little bit. Yeah. 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 Funky man. man. So this is the sample. It's um by East of Underground and okay. it's called I Love You and it's from Yeah, you got to write that one down. That is funky as hell. Yeah. So, okay. So then. then I, I was jamming that album a couple weeks ago. Yeah, that's a good album. That's that's, that's yeah. good stuff. All of, I mean, honestly, all of 21 Savage's stuff is good. Um. So then to go a little bit further down the rabbit hole, and this is going to take us into a, sort of a new segment. All right. Um. I found this. Tory Lane's freestyle over okay. this beat. Check this out. Some shit the vessel. Damn, Missy Mari got beat. Oh, my smokers roll your weed up. I look at it funny when niggas that's getting belligerent know what the business 
this indigenous nigga take a second please consider this we was trimming it product was selling a dream we living it thinking the skimming the schemes was giving it used to be like niggas over bitches then my bitches kept it over real the niggas i can feel it in my feelings really shit my heart that never said was not a chill with niggas now i'm back seat i like malcolm on the black street with the album on my athlete the way i be making it track me on a rap sheet hey look how they did our nigga from atlanta for not being born in atlanta the government so underhanded they handed this shit off to someone who basically scamming it fucking it ducking the challenge full of police and you know you a champion i have a dug in it i found a loophole the niggas ain't want me to dig in but fuck it i dug in it all of the water that sit on my neck and just cutting them out to the oil i struck in it i used to sit in the kitchen so hungry the oodles and noodles are boiling bubbling bubbling my all right god damn that's pretty hell of a freestyle. I might like it better than the uh, the original. Okay, well, this is interesting coming from you, uh-huh. in particular because um, I know that you have a problem when other people are singing over someone else's beat, and I have the original example of when <laughs> your your mind was like blown that you just couldn't wrap your fucking head around why this is a thing and this is a big thing in which the one, rap game which one i'm gonna it? i'm gonna i got it set up i got it set up just relax all right <laughs> all right i'm excited i got a couple of them actually um all right let's do this one first so i'm gonna do it with a couple of tracks off of the both both albums okay so first one oh. is watch the throne right i know where um, we're going with this no church in the wild you know with frank ocean right Everybody's familiar with that. If you're not familiar with that, then you probably should shouldn't be listening to this podcast. <laughs> um, so then Obi Trice put out this um album. It's sort of like a just a, a leak, you know, it's not it wasn't an official release. Yeah. Um, called Watch the Chrome. Right. Right. And so he does this version of Hood in the Wild. His is called Hood is Wild. It always fucks with me. Yeah. Oh, Trice. Being me. Black market entertainment. Watch the chrome. Mixtape. Niggas understand me. To a pie, what's a pie and a bean? What's a bean to a kingpin? What's a kingpin to a non believer who don't believe in getting cream? Yeah, 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 to make it out alive. All right, all right, you know the hood wild. All right, uh huh. So then. There's another one. Um, 
I was going back to watch the throne the other day. Right. So then there's this one from um, Watch the Throne. Mm-hmm. Turn my headphones up. Louder. favorite song in the album okay and then we'll need to know what you think about this then banger i told you that's a complete banger you still i I still like the original better of course but this is just like this dude threw this together in like probably like one or two takes yeah it's pretty fucking tight yeah and there's a whole whole album of this if you're not if you haven't gotten into obi trice yet i mean you i've tried yeah well what have you been listening to though Uh, shit i know he always has albums about drinking well, yeah, he has the album Cheers, Cheers, which is fucking fantastic. The green one, I think, is Cheers. It's black and green. I've listened to a bit of that, but other than that, I've not gotten into Obi Trice. Obi Trice is really good shit. He has at least two good albums. Is he out of Detroit? Yeah. Is he with the Eminem crew? Yep. Have you ever heard the, um, you playing some Obi Trice? No, we're talking. Have you ever heard the uh, J. Cole and Kendrick black friday joint i don't think so but don't if you're gonna if you want to play it don't play it yeah okay. i'm not done yet okay <laughs> um i want this this is a little this is just to finish this off this is like a little uh name that tune sort of thing for you all right but instead it's called name that sample all right all right so i'm playing another 21 so- savage song okay it's called out for the night um, you tell me what the sample is. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
shots to a bat hurt. Bat shots. Throwing through the money till my hands hurt. Cash out. Wanna go on a date, you gotta dance first. Yeah, yeah. Take it to the paint, I gotta slam first. Yeah, yeah. Crangdon? with the booty. Oh, God. No. Feeling like I'm Biggie rocking. Oh, Santana. Bingo. Uh, Samba Patti? Or. You got it. Yeah. I thought it was pretty good use of the that was really the nice. guitar riff. Yeah, and throughout that whole song. Anyway, yeah. All right. What was that one? What was you, you well, wanted to play? Black Friday, Kendrick and Cole. They do each other's beats. Okay. Which I was. I'm going oh, off. Oh, the, and they release like one piece of vinyl with both songs. One, one song on each side. Maybe. Yeah, that's a common thing. It was just like a. It was a seven minute track. Yeah. No, that's a record store day release or something. Not sure. Well, if it was Black Friday, that's a, one of the record store days. That could be it. Yeah. I'm going to play a bit of it. I don't have, I just set this up in the fly, so no timestamps, but we'll see. They're hard like Rottweiler. Can you handle it? Can you handle it? The whole industry been in shambles. Everybody's fugazi. I'm just changing the channel. Kendrick Lamar, the people's champion, a man of for analysts. Career damaging versus meditating when candles lit. I like my raps extra prolific. Some freestyling, no lunch tables and park benches. And I won't mention my 10,000 hours in training while juggling game banking. My balance and watch tremendous. And now we look at the competition as quick submissions. They tapping out before we even get a chance to miss them. What this about? Is it money or skill? Maybe it's both and I got large amounts of it. It's real. You see my oath is very unbreakable. My style is never mistakable. I can see y'all incapable. Could be the god MCs. You- so that was on J. Cole's A Tale of Two Cities. Yeah, that's good. And then I'm just going to jump ahead here to J. Cole's. And he did uh, All Right by Kendrick. Hopefully it's in the right place. (laughs) Ten toes to the ground. yeah they killed it really good yeah yeah, that i think that was 2014 i want to say maybe a bit later but i miss that j cole i must say yeah yeah i don't know i i think uh, again same so same shit every day with you yeah because i feel like you know sooner or later the off season is just going to hit with you off oh the newest one yeah the J. Cole album from 2021 i don't know man yeah you say that you always say that but i've then gone back you, to it a couple times yeah but you said the same shit to me about this fucking push a t daytona album you were like i don't know man i don't know you you really weren't into it i wasn't it was too hard for me at the time yeah and then all of a sudden you know like three years later damn <laughs> bangers i believe that was my exact wording this shit's banging 
I don't know, man. Like the the KOD album, I really enjoyed. Okay, I thought that was an. Is that the one that you sent me? Mm, No, that was uh, Born Sinner. Oh yeah, that track just not did not hit well. Was like the first couple. It was just uh, you were offended, weren't you? No, and I was just kidding around. I'm never really. It's hard to offend me. It's true, (laughs) Um, but it was just. It seemed a little bit cringy. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but. I think that's just, you know, due to time. It was definitely, because that album was, I'm actually not too sure. I want to say 2012. Yeah, I mean, you can't say some of that shit anymore. You definitely can't. Well, you can say it, but you shouldn't. Totally agree. Yeah. I don't know. I I enjoyed the musical content of Born Center quite a bit. Um, Forest Hills Drive, I liked a lot of it um for your eyes only also pretty good i like the direction he took it was very like it was the kind of stuff you could play around your girlfriend and she would enjoy it too i never would ever take that into consideration and anytime i am dating a girl yeah i'm trying to get her into the same music as me i'm not like catering my playlist around what i think she may or may not like that's fair but sometimes you need a little little middle ground right no i think so hell no 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 man (laughs) You know what? There's people who listen to music, uh-huh. and then there's people like me. I am. I, music is a hobby. You know what I mean? I'm not just passively listening to music. I'm super into music. I'm like, I need to know every little thing about it. When I'm into some, yeah, that's a lot different than you know somebody who who likes to listen to top forty. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Yeah, it's just that most people are not. You know. They haven't put their 10,000 hours of listening into music. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I agree. And so when I meet people that are that think they're into music, I like to show them what really good music is. And usually they get turned on to different things that they wouldn't have previously. Definitely. I don't know. I think um, I think it's pretty difficult to find other folk that have like the same... No, it's not. Like value of music? Cause like, oh, value of like, music, yes. I'd find it difficult to get on with my day without music. Right. I, I think that's the case for some people. No, maybe a lot of people. But I don't like, think so. Like it, it's a breathing thing for me. Like I, 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 know the, I know a lot of people that, um, and fuck, this is such a great segue for this other topic that I was not going to bring up. Yeah. There's this dude on, this is where I'm going with this. There's this dude on, to prove that I think you're wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, there's this dude on YouTube called Rizwan. He does this thing where he goes around to different public places and he has a sign that he holds up and it says, what are you listening to? And like as it. people go by, they tell him what they're listening to. And I've watched a ton of these fucking videos because mm-hmm. I'm into fucking music and I'm also into finding out what other people are into. Yeah. Um, the one thing I really notice about these this guy's videos, we could probably bring one up if you if you want to, um, but is every almost every time this guy somebody stops or he asks them and and they stop, they look at their phones. They don't know what they're fucking listening to. They're just really? listening to some fucking playlist. playlist. Yeah, and I think that that's the majority of fucking listeners out there. You know what I'm saying? Wow, I do. I so, just find that shocking. Well, what? Well, why don't you because i've watched a bunch of them why don't you bring up a rizwan uh video on youtube just bring up the most recent one and play it is it one w-a-n r-i-z-w-a-n two words no one word 
name. Oh, well, I thought you had it up. I do now. So Today I'm at USC asking people, what are you listening to? What are you listening to? Fly me to the moon. Awesome. Fly me to the moon. Let me play. What are you listening to? Worlds Apart by Ash. What are you listening to? I'm listening to the new Denzel Curry song called Walking. What are you listening to? Mr. Rager by Keith Just for reference, this is on a college campus. Yeah, that's what he usually does. He goes to college campuses. What are you listening to? Just roll. Hit the other side. What are you listening to? Turks. It's true. Most people are there looking at their phones. What are you listening to? Sober by Childish Okay, that's enough. interesting. So there's a new YouTube channel for you to check out because I know you're going to be really into that. Channel. I could probably be into that. Yeah. So anyway, I I don't think people realize that what or pay attention to exactly what they're listening to based on those videos. Yeah. Like I said, almost every single person is looking down at their phone to read to you what they're listening to, meaning that they don't know it well enough to just say no, I'm it. listening to X. Yeah interesting yeah so yeah when and i get people in the car that don't that are whatever are just listening to the radio yeah i like to play them something really good see i like to do the same thing but i feel like a lot of the times like maybe i go with too hard rock or like complicated music mm -hmm. and see, I, but I feel like it could put people off this is what i do yeah is i get them to tell me what their favorite music is smart and then i base my suggestion or what i'm going to play yeah out of you know my catalog mm -hmm. based on you know you got to ease people in you can't just all of a sudden be like oh yeah this is pantera For you sure. know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> right yeah the people aren't going to get it so you gotta you gotta ease them in mm, yeah. it's very true yeah they need to be trained <laughs> i mean that yeah you, you gotta you train, ease train the ear yeah, it's fair. Going back to the original point, I think the For Your Eyes Only album had like it was sweeter songs. You know, you could you could play it without any pushback, for better or for from worse. Who? J. Cole. Yeah, but who are you getting pushback from? I guess not many people. Right. I used to have this thing at my old place where, like, when the party was going on long enough and you wanted like some people to leave, uh -huh. you just put on like Mars Volta or like some kind of heavier music and within about 10 minutes yeah the people you don't want to be there are gone 100 percent. it's a great no, that's tool a, that is a great tool yeah really weeds out the that's like the it's almost similar to that i was we've told it on the podcast before but that dude who used to drink night and day and you know would, <laughs> would never leave right and then what you do is you just roll up a fat J while he's drunk and smoke that and he's gone. You don't see him for the rest of the night. It's fucking end, end his shit. You gotta have the tools, man. Yeah. Cause like, same thing with music. The wrong people can really bum the party out. Oh, definitely. I, you know, who has a fucking party and doesn't, you know, screen the fucking guest list. Well, I used, I'd always used to get random people like friends of coworkers I don't, coming over. I don't do random people. I don't anymore. This is when I was like late teens, early twenties. Okay. But um yeah, you get friends of friends coming over and that's where the issues lie. 
yeah if i hadn't met them in some previous engagement i wouldn't they wouldn't be welcome no it's it's the way to do it yeah i never understood like the thing of like having a big party invite everybody like you're asking for serious trouble oh dude i've I've had those parties i had a party like that once (laughs) at my parents house when i was like 16 yeah on new year's and I just let anybody come and it got out of control fast. And my parents were literally down the street at my aunt's house <laughs> for New Year's. Dude, we got so fucking wrecked that we were lighting fireworks. We didn't have any more lights. Okay. Yeah. We didn't have any lighters or matches. We're all out. Oh, fuck. All right. Um, we were lighting Roman candles off of my stove in the kitchen and running to the sliding door <laughs> out to the deck to let before they go off and not every one of them made it <laughs> so there were roman candles going off like in my mom's kitchen and like oh fuck burnt. what does that look like like afterwards uh whatever <laughs> it, but it basically like that melted like holes in the floor <gasps> oh my god yeah and then to boot if that wasn't enough um somebody stole my mom's person or like id and everything and it didn't like didn't have any money or anything yeah but you know it's just a pain in the ass to get cancel all your shit yeah you must have been in trouble that's the most parental trouble i think i've ever been in. that's pretty fair i mean fireworks i've done way worse things than that it's just those things didn't directly affect my parents sure (laughs) so like i had to like i had to pay to have the floor replaced yeah 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 oh not only that they they caught they caught us selling weed me and this friend of mine yeah and so it was really shitty weed as well (laughs) and uh so i i think i i think i was grounded for like two weeks yeah and i it cost me cost me like seven hundred dollars to fix the floor and that was a lot like for being 16 definitely um or maybe even 15 who knows um but so like you know we've all snooped in our parents bedroom at one time or another as a child sure so one time i don't even know what i was looking for and what i found was all the weed like oh they kept it exactly they (laughs) kept it but they didn't smoke it it was all there just in case of emergency like i don't know maybe i don't know if they forgot about it or or (laughs) what but i found it and i took it (laughs) <laughs> and you know what the topic never came up again like they never brought it up like where's the weed well how do you bring that up my my dad would have said something he probably just didn't wasn't aware that it was still around or whatever they actually forgot yeah he must have it was dry as fuck <laughs> it's like a, a bottle of a dried oregano oh that's not good man no fireworks in the kitchen yeah that is that's some shit Oh, dude, it was it was fucking nuts. I once went. It was a great party. I went to a party one time where it was a friend of a friend is inviting us out to like the South Side. These are the moments I look back. I'm like, just dumb decisions. But um, we walk in, don't know anybody there, and I'm introducing myself to people, mm. and I don't realize that people are doing keg stands right next to me. So I'm walking over to like the host, going to shake some his hand. And this chick goes to do a keg stand and kicks me right in the chin. Mm-hmm. And bam. Those days I didn't get knocked out or anything, but uh, it's just a weird way to enter an event. 
getting kicked in the face. Um, (laughs) This is, that sounds like a case of not being able to read the room. I guess so. Yeah. I was pretty high on uh, drugs. You don't need, um, (laughs) maybe you have learned this lesson. Maybe you haven't, but when you go to a party, you don't need to uh, introduce yourself to everyone. I used to do it. You don't need all the time. You must've been like the most annoying dude ever. Probably. Yeah. It was surely out of uncomfortability. If you end up talking to somebody, yeah, Yeah. introduce yourself. But to make an effort to go around and introduce yourself to everybody, that's the type of people that I avoid. Yeah, it's very 100%. I'd be outside smoking joints while you're doing that. I'll come back in after (laughs) that shit is done. (laughs) What about like a small room? You know, like how many people? I think like 10 and below. I think a group group introduction is enough. Yeah. Yeah, you don't need fair. to personally go and introduce yourself. I've done it a couple times. That is a bad fucking thing to when do. When I was a youngster. Stop doing that. Oh, I don't anymore. But it was really just like you don't know anybody and feel like an extra need to go for it. Yeah, see, that's, that's where it stems that from. That goes back to fucking laying it on thick. It's true. Just doing shit that is completely unnecessary. It's true, man. Yeah. But now been there. You know, I was listening to uh, some shit the other day on YouTube music. Yeah. And this happens to me once in a while, and I just, I can't fucking wrap my head around why it's a thing. But when they when they play the clean version of songs. I hate it. It's like, why? If I haven't specifically asked to for you to remove explicit lyrics, mm-hmm. then why are you doing it? Like, why? That's goddamn right. I, I was like two minutes into a fucking song, and... I know the lyrics to the song and all of a sudden it's like, what the fuck? It removes like so much emotion. It ruined my experience. <laughs> I had to go and find the fucking explicit version. That uh-huh. should have been the only version. Like I said, unless there should be a little toggle on or off in your there settings. Be. They usually have album versions. It's yeah, like but the thing is, is when I just way. search a song. Yeah. Like I'm not necessarily looking at the album. I'm just searching a song, stream of consciousness, hit play. I'm expecting to hear the song, the song, right. not the radio edit or the clean edit or any of that bullshit. Mm-hmm. I find it's helpful when you're trying to share music with uh, no family. No, that's it. Never. Don't ever. I would never do that. Sending Kanye to my mom and usually my brother's in the car. I remember playing uh, the entire Yeezus album for my mom. Oh, God. Yeah. In the car How where, where you're listening to. She said it was a little bit rough. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, yeah, that's it. That's fair. You know what? But. Could you imagine what a clean edit of there'd Jesus be no would music? Like? Exactly, <laughs> it takes away from the the art. Oh, I totally agree. And the only reason that there should ever be clean versions, not that really there shouldn't be any clean versions, is for you know commercial or uh, music video. But even nowadays, I think they should be using the explicit versions in music videos. Yeah, there's really no like if you're on the on social media you're hearing uncensored shit from very young age it's kind of the norm at this point you have anything else uh should we talk about our our buddy cart narc oh yeah we definitely should go you go okay um so jp brought up cart narcs i don't know a few episodes ago and for those of you who maybe haven't heard that episode this this individual runs around parking lots throughout california it seems like los angeles youtube channel yeah and um 
will confront people who don't bring their carts back to the cart stall. Lazy bones. Lazy bones, he calls them. And um, this guy, I can't tell if he's like completely batshit or if he's just fucking around. Because I saw a video today where a guy pulled a gun on him. Yeah. That was that this was why the, this is why I brought this back up, this topic back up. That was in the best of for the year. Yeah. And one of my favorites of the day was titled I'm a fat a-hole. <laughs> Have you seen this one? I don't know. I've seen so many I'm of them. I'm going to play a little clip from it. Um so this one's like a 15 and a half minute video and the guy he What's he, this where are they at? Are they at a grocery store? Uh, they're in a CVS pharmacy okay, parking lot. Paint the picture. So this is about six minutes into the video. The guy, the pedestrian. What is he? What's the person driving? Uh, he's driving a large black truck. Okay. What does he look like? He's got a bit of a gut, a All goatee, right. um, like short to medium length hair, glasses, blue jeans, and uh, normal pair of shoes. All right. So he's he's giving less fucks than the average person. Definitely. And you know, it started out as a pretty reasonable interaction. And as soon as the magnet goes on the truck. Oh, yeah. So this guy has pre-made magnets that it, like if, if you're if you a lazy give him, bones, if you are a lazy bones, he will put that magnet on your car. So you can advertise the fact that you're a lazy bones and that you don't put your shopping carts away. And as soon as this happens, this guy just turns fucking red. Of course. How would you react? I think at this point in my life, I would just get in the car and leave. Uh-huh. But how would you want to react? probably violently yeah exactly probably so um so at this point the gentleman has threatened him a few times i'm just gonna play it yeah, let's here. hear it Hello? Oh, polite conversation. I, I, how, how was i impolite i didn't use any cuss words you 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 you, you. what i was very polite no, i said you put something on my car you had no right to do that it's okay it was a sir you had no right to touch my car sir he's he's threatening uh, we don't want any kind of violence he left his cart. Yeah, we're, we're headed out. I'm sorry? We're with the cart narcs. You can find it. I actually, we have a Lazy Bones hotline. It has our phone number on it if you'd like. Yeah, because this is a private property. Oh, no, I totally understand. Totally understand. Yeah. I was no, just. This is, I don't want this to get escalated. Oh, it's the me manager. Neither. Me neither. Really? Then why didn't you walk away when I asked you to? Because you didn't understand what I was saying. I, I speak English. I'm a cart narc. Right. You should have taken your cart and put it away. You should have done this. You he has some excuse about waking you're up at 3 a.m. You're a mean person. I didn't say that at all, sir. Yeah, Here. Yeah, there it is right there. Sorry, it's got a phone number on it. And then I, it's got an email address there too. If you, I can run faster than you. That's what you said, right? Because he threatened to put me on the ground. He says that a lot. No, that was it's after true. you said that. You are this close to being on the ground. Why? I'm I'm not on the ground at all. Leave sir. me alone. So I don't think you can catch me. Number one. No, he said no, I'm going to put you, know you on the what? ground, I said, sir. You're a, no, don't. First of all, don't call me sir. Don't use nice but, words but I'm to being me. You're acting I'm like a, a jerk. No, I'm being a nice guy. No, what? you're not. Because what he did. When is, somebody says they don't want to deal with you, don't want to talk to you, you have enough respect to turn your ass around. What if they're doing? But I was, you didn't understand my. So yeah, I think this is probably qualified as harassment. It's got to be right. Well, if if there's one thing that you should notice about the cart narc is that um, he doesn't want anything to do with interacting with any of the staff of the actual establishment that they're at. Yeah. And as soon as that shit starts to, the, like, as soon as the scenario starts to go in that direction, you'll see that he ends the 
the interaction very quickly. Right. Because he knows that, you know, it is private property. on private property. He tries to use his getup, uh-huh. you know, with his like little light up batons. Right. Have you seen his full getup? No. I don't he, think so. He wears a bulletproof vest. Yeah, well, he should. Yeah. Um, but he definitely tries to make himself look like almost like he's supposed to be there. Definitely. You know, and then I think in a lot of cases, uh, the lazy bones uh, think that he's employed there. The majority of them do and seem like genuinely perplexed when he right. tells them that they, he's not. And an I think employee. that because they think that he's employed at these places, those are the only reasons why any of these people ever get out and actually return their cart after the fact. You see, but a as lot soon of people as staff seem- come out, he's. He's ready to jet. Game over. Yeah. I saw one in Palm Springs. Mm-hmm. Everyone seemed pretty friendly out I there saw in Palm one, Springs. I saw one in California. I can't be sure of where, where it was this fucking <laughs> post-menopausal lady. And uh, he, she had left her card or whatever in a handicap stall, which yeah, is like. Big one for him. For him, yeah. that's uh, Those are the big catches for him super Um, lazy she's already in her car started the car windows up she doesn't really see him coming and then all of a sudden he's there with his cell phone in her face Uh uh-huh in the driver's side window and she you could just tell this is i'm pretty sure her name was karen oh no yeah poor lady it's not her fault she gets out and then all of a sudden she starts recording him and she's doing this uh sort of monkey see monkey do bullshit uh-huh simon says yeah and uh she's rec- she's now recording him but she doesn't realize that she's just pouring fuel on the fire 100 this is the reaction that he wants this guy loves it and she's trying to come up with some sort of law that says that you can't record other people but she's trying to come up with it in her mind and she just can't it's like a total brain fart or whatever she's trying to grasp for yeah exactly and she ends up just fucking frustratedly like running into the store or something yeah and it's fair yeah do you know that uh he's been on dr phil the cardinarch hell no i did not hell yeah he is okay don't don't if you're gonna play it don't play it yet okay i saw this one now this is this is where I think, like, okay, I think, I thought from day one, the first 10 seconds of seeing this, yeah, that he's going too far. Agree. Okay. Okay. We're on the same page. But as you watch more of these videos, <laughs> you start to be a little bit desensitized to the whole thing yeah. because you've seen it, the scenario so many times. Right. But I saw one the other day where um, he, these people don't have a car. Oh. But they ditch their cart in the wrong place anyway. But they start to walk, which seems like they're walking home. Uh-huh. Um, and he starts following them. And I'm talking about like Yikes. more than a block or two. And he's... I'd probably get violent in that oh, situation, dude, man. These people are borderline homeless. Turns out they're living in a storage unit. And he follows them and continues oh, to follow them into the storage yeah. area. And like he, that's not an, like he doesn't figure out that, wait a second, these people are living in a storage unit and yet, you know, I'm the, harassing them. Yeah. And yet he still went the distance. Like he went into the, 
the office area or whatever the foyer yeah anyway i think that if somebody was to put a bullet into this guy they could use his um youtube channel uh as, as evidence as evidence and maybe get off because this I, guy is just that much of an asshole i i agree there's got to be something a little off oh he's he's well he's either playing a character uh -huh. or like you said he's batshit crazy um the fact that he's wearing um, a bulletproof vest yeah. tells me that he's probably playing a character. Well, I'm going to play a little bit from uh, a gentleman who was accosted by the, the narc cart. And this cart is off of Dr. Phil? It is. Okay. Not my cart. What he did was he put the shopping cart behind my truck, which prevented me from leaving. I felt that this guy was trying to entrap me. I was like, man, come on, dude. I don't have time for this. You understand the principle, though, right? That, like, carts can get out and hit people's cars, so that's why. You know, you know that's against the law to videotape somebody without their permission. Let's right? talk about the cart, not about the videotaping, you know, sir. No, it's against the law to video somebody sir, what about without the their permission. What about the cart? You don't have, not have you're, my you're, permission. You are, you're deflecting. You do not have my permission. You're deflecting from the cart. Ah! I believe this guy, Sebastian, was really trying to antagonize me. Two days later, I learned that he had posted a video of me on the internet. You know, I was upset. All this guy is doing is trying to provoke reaction from people for likes. I want to confront Sebastian to let him know it's not good to antagonize people you don't even know. This guy has to be really careful with what he's doing because he's going to meet the wrong person and this can get real ugly real quick. You feel like you were victimized by him and shamed on the internet. Uh, yes, I was. And what do you want to say to uh, Agent Sebastian? <laughs> uh, Sebastian, uh, it's not good to go around and push people's buttons. I think he has a good, valid point. Who? Uh, Tromaine. On Dr. Phil. Yeah, but does he need to go on Dr. Phil? Like, isn't now he asking for attention by bringing this to Dr. Phil? Like, you know, his whole argument is that, oh, this dude videotaped me without my permission and put it on the Internet. Yeah. Now I'm going to go and put myself on TV. Wait a second. It's true. His mom was also on Dr. Phil. Okay. Do we want to hear any of that? Okay. She insists he's... I absolutely support my son, Sebastian. I've watched all of Sebastian's videos. All the card arts. Okay, well, you can partner yourself. She hit him and she threw her drink on him repeatedly. That's assault. I'm a nice guy. I'm helping out the community, actually. From every video I've seen, Sebastian is totally respectful because if he wasn't, I, I might have to scold him. <laughs> I saw one video where a man in a truck pulled his gun on Sebastian. I understand why people get angry because after all, they've been caught doing something they know is wrong. I, I think that's the root of the issue right there. The enabling of the mother? Yeah. You know, it does paint a clearer picture. Mm. I would assume that he probably lives with his mother. It's very possible. He's actually a pretty good looking dude, which you wouldn't expect. He kind of looks like a military guy. Yeah, but... Just because you're good looking doesn't mean you can't be crazy. I totally agree. It's just I I expected like um, not a lot not of people, that. you know, want to be a content creator or a YouTuber, and so they think about hmm, 
how do I generate content? What would be good content for a YouTube channel? Yeah. This is what this guy settled on. He's doing all right for himself. It's not. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He's getting a lot of attention. Um, I think that anything violent that ends up happening to him is deserved. Yeah. And yeah and you can use his library of videos as evidence of just how much of a dick this guy is definitely a dick you know i'm all i when i see somebody being lazy bones at the grocery (laughs) store i just give them a dirty look yeah i think this only ends in tragedy yeah i mean i don't know i'm i'm probably in the the small percentage of people that will actually confront people in public. It's true. If I see something that needs confronting, which kind of sounds stupid, but yeah, I think it's happened, you know, less than three or four times in my whole life. Yeah. But if I saw something, you know, that's not like one time I saw this, uh, this is an example. So one time I saw, I was at like at the mall. Yeah. Much long time ago. I was at the mall and this mother had like a toddler and this is normal. Everybody's seen this happen where the kid doesn't want to go or doesn't want, uh, wants something from the store Uh and it's time to leave the store. And so the kid starts bawling. They sit in place and flail Mm -hmm. and ball. And the parent's reaction to that is to walk away and say, okay, we're leaving now. You better come with us. Bye. Yeah. Which just incites more crying, you know, blah, blah, blah. That tactic was used. Right. It's it's been used on every, everywhere. Every every child. It's one of, (laughs) it's one of the worst tactics in existence. Yeah. You know, because not only are you like, is your child a spoiled brat? Obviously. But now they have abandonment issues. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. So I saw that happen once in a mall. And I just had to say something. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, that's it. It's like, uh, have you ever seen? Have you ever seen that <laughs> that show? I think it's on ABC. Uh, what would you do? And they yeah, like yeah, they yeah. set up these like scenarios uh-huh. in different places and see if people will uh, interfere or, or say something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like I'm always on. Uh, what would you do? <laughs> <laughs> I once chewed out a guy at a furniture store for. We were just going in to buy something for our, it was the first place I had with my roommates. We're going in to buy some furniture. And like 15 minutes in, shit just got like overtly racist. By whom? By the sales floor manager, Rico from The Brick. Okay. Were you with some people of race? No, it was with my two other white friends. Okay. So what? what's going on here? It was just a weird thing. I made a principled stand are you gonna explain the situation not really i don't really know why i brought it up all right but um sometimes when you're in public like morally you have to say something i don't think the carton arc falls within that category um i think i think depending on where you are or Uh where you encounter the carton arc um your reaction should you know fit the setting so like if we were in Canada and somebody mm-hmm. was doing that, I would just laugh at them and go move on with my day. Right. But yeah, if you're in Texas, yeah, I don't you don't fuck with 
you people. Don't, you don't you don't mess around in public when you're in Texas. Same goes with Florida. Yeah, don't fuck around the movie. Any theater. place where people uh, can carry concealed weapons, you got to be on your uh, best behavior, and you got to be biting your tongue constantly. When it comes to uh, wanting to intervene or say something, or you know these guys that um, are like, "Oh, you want to go?" Right. You know that like this posturing right they have no intention of actually fighting right but they're gonna you know you pretend di- you diss their them in front of their lady friend do like the chest bumping thing yeah exactly yeah. this kind of bullshit yeah and then you know if if somebody actually if the other person actually just you know punch them. punches them oh my what the hell are you doing you know <laughs> what i mean so this kind of bullshit i hear you i don't know i've only been to the states a few times twice when i was young so it means you have zero experience pretty much with yeah anything in the states as an adult yeah yeah i think canada's a pretty like you're not going to run into too much trouble I mean, I, well if you if you're if you're down in downtown ottawa at the trucker convoy <laughs> okay maybe you don't want to be the cartonark probably not yeah probably not nor do you want to be you know calling people out for pissing on the sidewalk or something because those people don't give a fuck no no, right. just kind of keep yourself in that. They don't situation. give a fuck until, until their bank accounts are frozen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and denied bail. Yeah. yeah, you know what the funny? Um, really, we don't want to get into this, Probably but the not. funniest thing that I've heard recently about that, yeah, is uh, during the process of these people getting arrested, they they were asking about why the police aren't respecting their First Amendment rights. Fucking god, yeah, wrong country. <laughs> wrong country anyway um (laughs) you have any other topics you want to touch on um nothing pressing all right so then let's talk about mark lanigan let's talk about mark dude was 57 years old and lived hard as fuck extremely hard as fuck he was an alcoholic before he was an adult so and you know until his death as well and i'm sure he was uh into a lot of other things it doesn't exactly say why uh no cause why he died but i know that in a bit of reading that um he had a really bad case of covid uh, that he had recovered from Last but year. like yeah like he was unable to walk and mm-hmm. shit like that he ended up i think even writing a book about it yeah um for those of you who are not familiar with Mark Lanigan, he was the lead singer of the Screaming Trees from Seattle, you know, during the whole fucking grunge movement in the 90s. Um, he went on to do a whole, he was worked with everybody. He worked with yeah. Alice in Chains, Pearl Jam, Soundgarden, Mud Honey, The Melvins, Nirvana. You know, he's worked with everyone. Um, he went on to like a pretty good solo career after screaming trees and also worked with um queens of the stone age yeah for a lot longer than i had realized like two or three albums with 15 years 2000 to 2014 songs for the deaf was the first one uh no rated r was the first one right um there were only a handful of songs that he sang lead vocals on Mm -hmm. um but he sang a lot of backup vocals on a ton of songs for Josh. Uh, 
Let's play a couple songs. Yeah. Speaking of uh, Rated R, and I think this is one of two songs on the album that he had lead vocals on. We'll listen to this one. It's called In the Fade. Mm. Let's restart that. All right. Can you make note of that time? I can. Um, just let me know once you've made note of it. Note made. Um, actually, I think the first song we should probably play was different. I I lost my order here. It's all right. <clears throat> so from Sweet Oblivion, 1991, you know, right in line with the Seattle scene blowing up, it quite arguably his most well-known song in my opinion called uh, nearly lost you I remember that song being really big. I not necessarily like radio big because I was never really into the radio, yeah. but in my circle of friends, it was on uh, the for the movie singles soundtrack, right. which was about about the Seattle scene. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, this song was on there, and that soundtrack was just gold. Almost every song on that soundtrack is amazing it's from that era. Yeah, and it's from the bands associated with Seattle. Scre- not to interrupt, but Screaming Trees actually had an album in 86, too. Oh. Which... Right, I guess this wouldn't be their first album. Though. But definitely when they came into, I would say, that genre. Huh. I'm going to have to check that out, because I really did think that Sweet Oblivion was their first album. I think it's two. Oh, interesting. Okay. And then next, I wanted to play Into the Fade. Just Queens of the Stone Age um, rated our album from 2000. Classic. The, the lyrics are pretty eerie on this song as well.
I always thought that was Tommy. No, it's not. Which is crazy because I like listening to that song. I was like, "Wow, this is really unique for Josh." That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and then um, one, the other song that he sang uh, lead vocals on on the Rated R album is called "Leg of Lamb." Play a little bit of that. <laughs> This is Josh. Sorry, he sang backup vocals on this song. Okay. Make up your mind. Education is so lame. So lame. When you bitch and you moan. You're a loose girl. I'm a guy. You're a truth freak with a lie. The situation. Um, before Smooth. I play, yeah, before I play any more, mm-hmm. I want to mention that, um, did you know how tight Mark Lanigan was with Anthony Bourdain? I didn't know they were that close, but I know they did the, like the theme song. Right. I'm going to play that up at some point. Um, he, he was always a, a big fan of Anthony Bourdain. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when... Bourdain became friends with Queens. Mm-hmm. He had already left the band. Interesting. Right. But then at some point, uh, one of the guys in the group had brought up Lanigan's music, mm-hmm. like his solo stuff. And Bourdain got really into it. And they um, ended up becoming friends based off of that. And like, actually, they 
chatted through email for like several years before they ever actually met in person. Huh. And he wrote this short but really nice uh, article about Bourdain uh, from The Guardian, you know, theguardian.com. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so he talks about he talks about Tony, as he calls him, you know, he's friends with him. Mm -hmm. um, but what I thought was really interesting, and I'm just going to find this quote here, is this is what he says uh, at the end of the article. He's like, Tony was a light, a really important voice for the positivity of exploring different cultures all over the world. He's someone we really need now, especially in a country where our shambles of a president wants to vilify people of color and stoke the fires of ignorance. Uh, Mark. If you had a friend that said that about you, you'd be doing pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I have two more songs to play. Um, the first one of which he, he sang lead vocals on for um lullabies he sang wow. this lullaby um for songs of the death which is where i'm gonna play another song he sang lead on song for the dead mm -hmm. hanging tree mm -hmm. song for the deaf and gods in the radio wow i'm gonna play um some of song for the dead it's from 2002 That's one of the best. Is the first lyric, this ain't enough to go driving? Um, I've always thought that's what it was. It's late enough to go driving. Ah. 
I got to just click the lyrics tab. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> um, yeah. So then you'd think that that's kind of where his time with Queens ended. Mm. But in fact, he played roles in Air Vulgaris. Wow. He sang background to River and the Road on that album. Mm -hmm. And then he was working with them on like Clockwork as well. Great album. And co-wrote the song Fairweather Friends, which wow. is one of my faves. Um, and sang background vocals on If I Had a Tail. Fuck, man. Yeah. So I honestly thought that, you know, he parted ways with queens a long time ago but turns out no he, he stuck just, around yeah he was still involved you know mostly behind the scenes but then you were you'd brought it up earlier that song i don't know if it was i don't know how it came about it was definitely on an episode of anthony bourdain's show it was on everyone that i've seen on no reservations oh right is this the, title, the track? title track yeah okay so let's listen to a little bit of that it's called hit the city nice uh, 2004. not the song that i was thinking i he must have made oh, a few for so me. yeah i think that you know anthony bourdain had several different shows yeah and i think on the i get the names of them mixed up me because too. they're all so similar yeah um but the one that he did for cnn yeah. they did an episode in seattle and mark lanigan appeared and i'm pretty sure this song was playing cool in the towards the end of the episode like at the end yeah of the closing credits or just as part of the interview Super cool. Yeah, so that guy died really way too young, or fucking man. early, but when you look at his life history, I mean uh I was reading that you know, he he was tight, super tight with Kurt Cobain mm. and uh I I couldn't really grasp from what I was reading if Kurt Cobain was his idol or Cobain or Mark Lanigan was Cobain's idol, but it was one or the other. I know Cobain came up to Lanigan and well, whatever. Was a fan. Uh, anyway, um, after Cobain died, I guess Lanigan was like deep in the throes of abuse of uh, you know alcohol and whatever. Yeah. And Courtney Love put him through a detox program, right? Which he said really changed his life, or else he probably would have died. And uh, she said the only reason she did it was because of his admiration of Kurt. Wow. Yeah. But, yeah, that's really all I got. 
Well, rock and roll Mark Lanigan. Rest in peace. Amen. All right. Au revoir. <laughs>